Well, good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host here every Saturday morning uh, talking about the good news on business. You you guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me into glory, says Psalm 73, 24. We're all about the good news on business and we're just excited to be here this morning. And um, our topic this morning is keep your business safe. And we're going to talk about safety in the workplace and uh, in your personal life as well. But of course, I want to give you some preface for the show today in case this is the first time you're tuning in. First of all, I'd like to welcome not only our regional listeners, but our national and international listeners. It's always exciting to hear from you on Facebook and on our website at tandemradio.com. And uh, we always welcome your questions at info at tandemradio.com, because at info at tandemradio.com, you can send us any question you like about business, and we will do our best to get back to you. Most importantly, we'll help you by praying for you about your business and about uh, whatever question you may bring to the table. Um, each week, we come in and uh, talk about the good news on business and what God has to say about business, and we have scriptures that tie into the show uh, that uh, the Lord puts on my heart that I can um, uh, tie into the guests that we have today. And today, we bring a special guest in, my friend Craig Bierman, who's the president and owner of Ultimate Protection Group and also a certified EMT and fire service instructor. And he's going to talk about keeping your business safe and safety not only in the workplace but in your personal life. But before we go there, let's start off with our scriptures that we do every week, and uh, let's see what God's insight is for us. Psalm 4.8, in peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Matthew 25.10, but while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the doors was shut. Luke 12.39, but understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. So we're going to see how God intertwines that into the show today and uh, into our topic, which again, our topic today is keep your business safe. And there's so many things to talk about on business safety, and uh, I've heard our guest today speak before publicly, and uh, I know he has uh, some great experience and some great success in business with his company. Again, it's Craig Bierman, who's the president and owner of Ultimate Protection Group and a certified EMT and a fire service instructor as well. Please help me welcome uh, Craig. Welcome this morning to the show. Well, good morning, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, uh, no problem. Good to have you here. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, Craig? Well, I'd have to say that uh, um, most of my life has been spent uh, in emergency services uh, and and safety and security and things of that nature. Uh, many years ago, uh, uh, when I was actually in the printing business, mm-hmm. I met a friend of mine who uh, was a volunteer firefighter up in the Township of Union. Okay. Uh, we had a conversation, and it sounded interesting what he was telling me. So I said, I think I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. So I joined a volunteer fire company at the time. Right. Uh, and um, as years passed, uh, I kind of like got into it. I, th- I said, wow, you know what? This is really pretty cool. Um, in addition to the fact um, that we get to help a lot of people uh, in, in sometimes a, a desperate time of need, and it kind of just gave me a good feeling uh, knowing that that Part of what I've done has helped to make someone else's life better, at least for, for that particular emergency that they're experiencing. Mm. So uh, so being in the printing business at the time, um, I didn't think about uh, being a career firefighter because I was in the printing business. Mm. Uh, but as again, as time passed, I said, this is something I really would like to do as a career. Uh, so I prepared myself, I took the entrance test, and I was fortunate enough to get on the job. Hmm. Uh, that was back in uh, 1980, actually, okay. <laughs> many years ago. Wow. And uh, from 1980 until uh, I retired from the fire department as a battalion chief in July of 2010, hmm. uh, I have to say I'm, I'm very thankful. The Lord has blessed me. I had a very um, fulfilling and exciting career. I hope that uh, in, the, in the years that I spent with the fire department, uh, I've been able to at least share some knowledge and information and, and, and hopefully have a good influence on the other firefighters that I've worked with and also uh, be able to uh, help people, again, in their times of emergency. Mm. So you went from, just to track your background, you went from working in the printing business, you looked at volunteer fire department, uh, got involved in that, and then all of a sudden you, you jumped into the professional career of firefighter. Correct. And and you did that for many years, and obviously battalion chief, that's uh, pretty high up there. Um, what transitioned you? What, what made you decide, all right, it came time for retirement, I guess, or whatever, but you decided at some point to jump into your own business. What made you take that leap? Well, uh, that's a good question. And, and a number of years ago, um, 
in the fire service, uh, I became a fire service instructor. I was also a CPR instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I ended up working for a company part-time in addition to my firefighter job, uh, doing tr- various trainings and, and, and what have you. Uh, and then at some point I said, you know what, uh, uh, here I am you know, doing this training, which I was thankful to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And it helped lay the groundwork. But um, there was a point in time that I kind of said, you know what, um, what I'm doing here is, is helping to build somebody else's dream. And I would really like to do this for myself. So I kind of like said, all right, well, I'm going to go in business for myself. And that's been go. quite an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so through the years, uh, I've been able to uh, have many uh, wonderful relationships with, with many business owners and uh, just people mm-hmm. who are concerned uh, with safety and making the world a little bit better. And, and so... Again, through the years, I've done many different types of training programs at many different types of companies, uh, banks, churches, health clubs, golf courses, universities, mm. and and it's just such a blessing because uh, one of the things that, that always helped to really make me feel good was, uh, as an example, after I got done teaching a CPR first aid class, you know, when we're all done at the end of, at the, end of the day, knowing that, that I'm turning six, eight, ten people loose with the knowledge and skills of how to save another person's life right. if they had Amen. to. Because mm. I would tell people in the, in the training program, you know, one, one of the things that we're not going to do today is we're not going to we're not going to talk about how to faux finish your bedroom <laughs> or, how to, or how to keep your car neat and spiffy. Right. But we are going to learn how to save a life. Okay. Well, that's important. And uh, it's true. I mean, you're actually setting people free uh, to have the skills to maybe save somebody else. And uh, that is a powerful thing to do. Um, in that, you know, you, you mentioned that while you were a firefighter, you were learning all these certifications and so forth. Now you come out and you start your own business, Ultimate Protection Group. Tell us a little about that. What does Ultimate Protection Group actually do? Well, um, we, we started out as, uh, the, the company started out as, as Firetronics. Okay. And what I found was... Uh, that as I would give out my card or have conversation with someone, uh, hearing that name, they would think fire alarms, fire extinguishers, fire this, fire that. And one of the things I always wanted to do was to be more than just fire stuff. So uh, at some point in time, which is probably about a couple years ago now, I decided to change the name of the company to Ultimate Protection Group to reflect more of a wider scope of, of the range of products and services that we offer. Mm. Uh, basically, um, what I'm looking to do is to become a, a company's total solution for safety, security, business continuity, disaster recovery. Mm. All right. Those are interesting topics because I don't, in my mind, I never actually put those all together in one place, but obviously uh, they're all interrelated. So let's talk about safety to start off with, right? I mean, um, Let's focus a little bit on that. Businesses, from a business perspective, what are some of the things you do relative to a company who calls you up and says, hey, we have safety issues? Um, that, that's, a, that's another good question. I'd like to just answer that by starting out and just reading a couple uh, statistics that I have here. Okay. All right. It says here, nearly 50 workers are injured every minute of the work week, mm. and 17 workers die on the job each day and that the indirect costs of injuries may be 20 times the direct costs. Hmm. So what does that mean? What does that tell us? Well, what it pretty much says is is that uh, everybody who works uh, for somebody else or maybe even ha- has a business, maybe you're the business owner, maybe you're an operations manager, one of the top priorities of everybody who works with and for someone else should be safety and security. And sometimes what I'll say to, to, to someone or a group of people, I'll, I'll ask them, I'll say, you know, what, what, what's your job here? Um, you know, and I'll, then I'll kind of like, you know, say, your job here is to come to work at the start of each of your shifts, do the absolute best you can while you're at work, you know, doing your mm-hmm. job, and then clock out at the end of the day and go back home to your family. Right. That's what your job is because your family needs you. Hmm. Now, if a worker becomes seriously injured or killed on the job, uh, or if or if there's a, a devastating fire and work is not there the next day when they show up, hmm. how are these people going to feed their families? Right. We all depend on 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 you know our paychecks to pay all our bills and to meet our financial obligations. And again, there are so many things that could that could interrupt that. Mm. And of course, uh, I've noticed, and I'm sure you've noticed, a lot of people take that for granted. They certainly do. And it's unfortunate because too many times uh, 
people have have a mentality of uh, it'll never happen to me, mm, right. right? Or it'll never happen to us. Mm. And unfortunately, that doesn't work out. Sometimes the odds are you know work out with for you and. Uh, for a particular person or for a business, and they never experience an emergency or a disaster for years and years. Right. All right. But when it happens, it can have a very devastating effect. Well, it's so important that uh, people keep that in mind because obviously taking that for granted is always an issue. And and again, we don't always think about that until something devastating happens in our life. And uh, uh, you know, being prepared is uh, uh, is so important. What do they say? Uh, forewarned is forearmed, right? And uh, yes, they do. Uh, and there's so many different uh, things that you hear in that respect. And and uh, it even talks to one of our scriptures here about being prepared, which we'll get back to in a second. Craig, I want to thank you for being here. We got so much more to to talk about after the break. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. Uh, this is your host, Glenn DeLakian, here every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, not only broadcasting on the Six Bridge FM stations, uh, which we love having people tune in via FM, but also uh, broadcasting live on the internet at tandemradio.com and on the Bridge apps on both uh, the iPhone and also the Droid, uh, where you can listen anywhere in the world. I know when I'm traveling the country and uh, visiting with friends or family, uh, I can often pop up the, uh, open my Droid, pop up the app and listen to the Bridge anywhere in the world, literally. So it's a great place to tune in. And again, TandemRadio.com is just the place to be for great information about your business, uh, the resources for your business, and uh, you can even see archive shows there. When I say see, the actual videos are on TandemRadio.com. So you can check out previous shows and maybe topics that may be of interest to you. Again, our topic today is the business of safety, and our guest is Craig Bierman, the president and owner of Ultimate Protection Group and a certified EMT and fire service instructor. And I'm not doing his bio any any uh, uh, service uh, by that because that's limited on what he does. He covers a lot of ground and we're going to talk about a lot of that uh, right after these sponsor words. And uh, Craig's got some great insights for you so stay tuned. We're going to talk about safety in your business. We're going to talk about disaster recovery and so much more and you'll find it all out here right here on Tandem Radio Live. Again we'll see you right after the break. Listen close because these sponsors can help you. They're good Christian business owners.
Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin, and uh, another Saturday with you, sharing the good news on business and uh, doing our best to help you see that God's Word can have an impact on your business every day. And hopefully, you include God in on your decision-making processes, not only in your personal life, but your business life as well. And our topic today is keeping your business safe with Craig Bierbaum, who's the president and owner of Ultimate Protection Group and Certified EMT and a fire service instructor and more. Um, but he's going to talk to us today about safety in the business and in the workplace and uh, how it interacts. And he's got some great tips coming up for us and so much information. So you're going to want to stay close, tuned in, take your notes. Uh, of course, not if you're driving, but take your notes. And um, this show will also be archived on the Internet, so uh, you can always check that out in the future as well. So, again, Craig, I thank you for being with us this morning. Thanks again, Glenn. No problem. Let's talk about uh, safety in business. Now, most of my business has always been small ventures. The most people I've ever employed in one shot was about 50 uh, or so. So I've always thought, you know, small business uh, safety plans, I don't know. But does every business need a safety plan? Well, if you think of it like this, would you drive around in your car without a spare tire in the trunk? Mm. You know, and what, why do people do that? Because at any given time, you could hear a pop and you pull off to the side of the road and you get out and look and the tire is flat. Mm. Now, if you're not prepared and you don't have that spare tire in the trunk, you're kind of like in a lot of trouble. Right, right, right. All right. And the same thing happens with businesses. Uh, when businesses are not prepared for various emergencies and disasters, it has it could have a devastating effect on, on, on their profits and profitability. Mm. Because, you see, businesses basically aren't business to make money. Right. Anything that slows down that process, uh, it affects the bottom line. Mm. So whether it be um, a, a, a death, the death of an employee, a serious injury, a fire, a flood, a computer hardware problem, uh, these things, again, do have effects on the business, which translates into uh, their profits. Mm. So really, it doesn't matter how big or how small the company is. They all should have some type of safety plan. Everybody should have some plan. You know, each person in their own personal life. One of the things uh, in the fire service that we would recommend to people is to always have an escape plan mm. uh, to make sure that that they know exactly how to get out of their house or any bu- bu- any building, actually, uh, where if they have to get out in a hurry, they could. Mm. And, and we, we encourage people to make sure that they have two ways out of each, each house or each room in the house or each room in the building that they're in. And one of the things that uh, we that transfers to business pretty much is is that what I tell people, you don't want to wait until something bad right. is happening <laughs> to figure out who's in charge and what to do. Right. When, when, when they're experiencing an emergency or disaster, that's when it should be just a reaction an automatic reaction based on their training. Mm. And, and uh, you know, that's the difficult part is how do people respond at that time of emergency? And, and again, even with training, sometimes we see people don't respond well, but imagine people who are untrained. So let's talk about the small business for a second. You got a small business owner. He's got maybe eight, 10 employees and uh, he's running a small office. What are some of the tips that you might suggest when you walk into a facility like that? And again, most small businesses, I don't think they really even think of, uh, I need a safety plan. And I don't know what the magic number is where you got to have one or if there's any guidelines on that from the government. But what are your thoughts on that? You, you walk into an average business owner's place and, and, and he says, hey, Craig, how can you help me? Well, uh, we can actually do that in many different ways. Uh, but first, what, we, what I do is I sit down with them and I have a, a needs analysis that I've constructed mm. where I go through some questions and, and, and just to kind of find out uh, where that person's mind is at as far as uh, safety, what their concerns are in the business. Uh, we find out what programs they might have in place already, what they're already doing um, to, to address the issues of safety and security and business continuity. Uh, we'll also ask them certain pointed questions. Uh, uh, obviously, if I'm going into a location that doesn't have forklifts, Right. Uh, then they don't need forklift training. Right. But if they do have forklifts, then their operators need to be certified. Right. So, so once we get an idea of what they need based on the type of industry that they're in, then I put a solution together for them that actually lays out a course of action about certain training programs that they need to think about, various security issues that they need to think about. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, points on our, our needs analysis is, has, any, has ever, have any of your employees ever been assaulted or robbed 
or their car is broken into or damaged uh, on their way on the way to the parking lot that you have for them. Mm. Well, if, if they do, then maybe you need to think about putting some lighting in or putting some cameras or some signage or something else or securing that area a little bit more. Right. So there's a lot of things. So when when you have a small business, for let's just focus on that for a second. Are there any type of government or state guidelines that you have to maintain in that small business? Again, you know, I, I have a, one business, for example, it's a small office, dozen people. Uh, how does that that average person who has that smaller business uh, interact from a safety standpoint? Well, uh, the way that uh, it's impacted uh, in that sense, uh, actually, OSHA has uh, something to say about that. And they pretty much say that if any business has more than 10 employees, it kind of obligates them to meeting certain criteria, uh, such as uh, in the state of New Jersey, we're mandated to have fire extinguishers in all businesses. Well, OSHA says that if you have more than 10 employees and you're mandated to have fire extinguishers, you're supposed to be conducting annual fire extinguisher training for your employees. Oh, really? So, but 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 the thing is, it's a little bit of a slippery slope sometimes because as much as we want people to know how to use a fire extinguisher, how to choose and use it correctly, we also want to make sure that they understand that there's a time for just saying, hey, you know what, this fire is too big, it's too dangerous, and I really need to focus on getting out and getting everybody else out of here and activating the alarm instead of trying to fight the fire. Right, right. Because it is important to know what you're fighting, right, and how Absolutely. to fight it. Absolutely. And that's that's one of the things that, that I convey in, 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 in that tra- type of training program. Mm. You know, we teach people when it's time to grab that extinguisher and move forward to try to put the fire out, and when it's time to put the extinguisher down and get out of the building. Right, right. And so OSHA says 10 employees or more. So that's the magic number. Yes. Oh, well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's important. So now you get into these larger companies, right? Or let's say mid-sized companies. Forget about the mega companies because we know they got safety this, safety mm-hmm. that. They got all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, I, I see a lot of corporate clients. It's amazing some of the training they do. They even Some of them you have their own little fire departments, right? They do. But let's talk about the mid-sized companies. So, so somebody's got, you know, 25, 50, 100 employees. Um, what are some of the things that are obvious things that jump right out at you when you usually go to these companies from a safety perspective? Well, some of the uh, uh, more immediate concerns um, are uh, like how, how do they deal with, with, with fires? How do they deal with, uh, with medical emergencies? Mm-hmm. Do they have um, trained people on staff to handle any medical emergencies? Because as we all know, at any given time, someone could get sick or have a heart attack or a stroke. And the way I explain it is, other than calling 911 and waiting for the emergency responders to get there, and, and the average response time, the average response time is, uh, is I believe it's seven to eight minutes. And we know for a fact that uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen. They, the emergency responders uh, do the absolute best job they can responding to emergencies and mm-hmm. do get there as quick as possible. However, that's in a perfect world. So if, if, if there's another another medical call that's two blocks away and the ambulances and the paramedics have already been dispatched to that call and now another person or say at a company has having someone with chest pains, well now the closest ambulance and paramedic unit needs to come from a bit further away. Mm. What about if there's a snowstorm or a heavy rain or a bridge is out or a tree comes it goes across the road? Right. There's many things that affect response times. Yeah, I'm always amazed at uh, when I'm in New York City and I hear the sirens, right? And you see the ambulances trying to get through the traffic. I'm like, my gosh, I could imagine what the response time must be in like places like New York City. It mm-hmm. must be crazy. And and again, you know, you, you made me think of a point. Uh, business owners, I just want to give you this because it just came to my mind. You may be thinking, well, you know, if there's an emergency, maybe I know stuff. Like I'm trained in CPR, so I know that. My wife's an EMT. But what if it's you that needs it? You right. know, so if you're in the office, I'm going to, I just thought about this Monday morning when I go to the office, I'm going to find out how many of my employees are trained in CPR. <laughs> God forbid I need it, right? Uh, so uh, that's an important point. So it's, I think one of the biggest keys about safety is is thinking about it, keeping it at the forefront of your mind, and knowing that somebody like Craig can come alongside and help you. So we're here today at Tandem Radio Live with Craig uh, Beerbaum, and he uh, owns Ultimate Protection, and um, uh, it's a uh, Ultimate Protection group, and uh, he's also a certified EMT and a fire service instructor, which we're going to talk about more in a few minutes. And there's just so many things to think about when it comes to safety. And God wants us to be prepared. It's uh, it's really critical. And that's why I want to go back to the scripture, Psalm 4, 8, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Of course, 
It's only the safety of the Lord that really matters. That's the bottom line. And if he's in your heart, he's going to help you in many aspects. But it also talks in the Bible about being prepared. And in Matthew 25, 10, but while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. And what that's talking about are the virgins who didn't prepare. And most of you know the story of the 10 virgins where some of them had oil to spare and some of them did not. But when the bridegroom came home, the ones that did not were out shopping for oil. And it's just like in an emergency. If there's a fire in your office, that's not the time to run out and buy a fire extinguisher (laughs) or somebody needs CPR. It's not the time to go online and and watch the course on how to do CPR. So in Matthew 25, 10, but while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut, presuming that the bridegrooms, that the uh, virgins that did not have oil were left outside. Luke 12, 39, but understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. Think about that. When you have safety issues and emergencies, if you have a plan in place and you've thought it through, that's when you have the benefit of that knowledge and that experience. You don't know when it's coming. You don't know when the emergency is going to arise. And if you're not prepared for it, uh, that's where you're going to get caught short. We have so much more to talk about in the next segment and um, a lot to cover. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. Don't forget tandemradio.com. Info at tandemradio.com is the way to reach us. We love to get your emails. Or you can check us out on Facebook and send us uh, uh, messages there as well at Tandem Radio. And uh, Tandem Radio is just here to help you and to help you understand two things. Number one, how to better do business. And most importantly, number two, how to use God's Word in your business every day and in your decision-making process. Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakin, here every Saturday morning, bringing you the good news on business. Our topic today is keep your business safe. Keep your business safe. And we're here with Craig Bierbaum, who's the president and owner of Ultimate Protection Group and a certified EMT and fire service instructor. We're talking about safety in your business and the importance of that. Craig, uh, we have so much to cover. I know we're not going to get to it all today, but let's talk for a minute about fire inspectors and and those types of things. Uh, You know, in a business, uh, as uh, you know, I'm president of one of the local business associations, and a lot of my constituents often come to me and say, man, the fire inspector's driving me crazy. Um, I, I mean, there's, I know there's people that can overdo it, there are people that can underdo it, but talk, let's talk about fire inspectors. What role do they play and how important is that to business? That's actually very important and that's a great question because you have to understand that the fire inspectors, when they come to, uh, to a business to do an inspection, they don't come there to, uh, 
to look to cause any trouble or heartache. What they come there to do is really to enforce the fire code. Mm. Hopefully, uh, what they do is they come there with a common sense, uh, with a common sense approach, uh, looking to enforce the fire code in a way so that when something does happen, uh, then that people are prepared and they're able to get out of the building, they're able to handle that emergency. You see, uh, one of the things that a lot of times business owners uh, or people in the private sector don't really understand or fully think about is the fact that we, in the emergency service field, we always have to look at uh, at things from the, a worst-case scenario perspective, right. you know, and we need to kind of think and plan for that worst-case scenario. You know, unfortunately, um, look at that fire that happened, uh, that, that happened up in Rhode Island mm. uh, where 100 people died mm. because they couldn't get out of that, uh, that club. And partially the reason that they couldn't get out was because a lot of times people in their own minds – have a thing, uh, have a feeling that uh, they need to exit the same door that they, they came, came in, in right? <laughs> you know, and, and that's so far from the truth. And I watched video of that fire, and a number of people could have gotten out the back exit door, as opposed to thinking that they had to get out the front. Mm. And that's one of the, one of the things that uh, we encourage people to do. When you go into uh, a theater, a restaurant, or wherever. Look for the fire exits. Mm. Look, look what's going to happen if if the fire alarm goes off or if there is an actual fire or something that happens. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because I always taught my boys when they were growing up situational awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Essay. Absolutely. I used to say them essay. And whenever my sons would do something that was silly, that you know, walk into a street pole or something, I'd say, essay, essay, what are you doing? You know, situational awareness. And it is so important. And it's, and it's not hard to do if you create a habit, right? That's correct. And, 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 and so habits are so important in this case, right? It, 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 it's critical uh, because uh, when, when, when you don't really know what to do or how to react, uh, you leave things up to chance. Uh, sometimes it does not have positive results, um, you know, which is one of the reasons why one of the points that I recommend with all businesses is that they have an emergency action plan in place, mm. which addresses that issue of who's in charge and what to do. Um, because, again, that's not the time to figure out all that. Right. It's so critical. Um, so let's talk about threats real quick. Um, and I know we're breezing through some of this stuff, and we could drill down, but we just don't have the time. Have threats changed? Uh, safety, Business safety threats changed a lot in recent years? Yes and no. Uh, there, there, are some, there are some threats that, are, that have been there for many years that are still there. Mm. However, there are some things that have popped up on the radar screen in, in the recent years past uh, such as um, emergency lockdown, shelter in place, mm. active shooters. These are all things that weren't really thought about uh, until you know until nine eleven happened. Right. It really woke a lot of people up to the point where they realized that hey, you know what? These things, these other bad things, can and do happen too. Mm. And you know, I, I, it just brought something to thought there because uh, you know I, I mentioned to you I have a, a safety background to a certain degree, and um, you know I always thought of security. I always take it very seriously, you know, so I'm very aware of things. And, and uh, even when we go, I take my family to New York, I'm always looking around and keeping an eye on things and so forth. And and people kind of chuckle sometimes at me. And I want to just encourage people, if you're one of those people who have essay, if you're one of those people who feel responsible and you're out there looking for security, don't let other people dissuade you. Keep those good habits. Keep focused on on what you know to be. I mean, you can be neurotic and overdo it, but but you really do need to have this awareness of what goes on around you on a day-to-day basis in order to keep safe, to keep your business safe, to keep your family safe. And as you mentioned, uh, Craig, a lot of these uh, uh, new threats have popped up that uh, years ago we never even thought about. So it's amazing how, how many things can just pop up and distract you. And it's, sometimes it's the simple little things that you could notice that can make all the difference in the world. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Um, what are some examples of some of the biggest concerns you see that people have about safety in business? I'd have to say uh, that some of the uh, the biggest examples of safety concerns uh, are uh, they want to make sure business owners and managers and, and operations people uh, want to make sure that they are uh, able to continue to, to do business, to work their daily schedule and have it not be interrupted, mm. all right? Mm. That's really the main thing. Again, because like I said a little while ago, businesses are in business to make money. Right. You know, and, and when something bad does happen, if they're not prepared and it, and their downtime is not minimized, mm. 
it can have a very devastating effect. So now you're getting into the realm of disaster recovery, right? I mean, is that really what you're That's talking really about? That's really what we're talking about. And uh, I have a client who I spoke to um, numerous times mm. about uh, instituting a business continuity disaster recovery plan, kind of like, you know, they're being prepared, you know, if certain things happen. And they put it off and they put it off. And then last year, when we had those devastating uh, rainstorms, right. there was a river not too far away from, from their location that uh, came over its banks and not in, its, in a small way, in a big time way. And it flooded their building out. And mm-hmm. they were forced to uh, evacuate their building. And they were not able to get back in there for a good three and a half months. Wow. Wow. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I have a client, a very large client, one of the largest bottling clients in the world and uh, con- companies in the world. And they had a, the same thing. that The river came over, flooded them out, destroyed their computer systems. And what the amazing thing was, was they had an evacuation plan, a backup plan, and they were back up and running within three days. It was crazy because I went over there and I, they, they actually leased a space down the street. They set up a new command center. They set up a new um, uh, computer center as well. They called us, our company, in to redo their conference rooms and their meeting space and all that, which was done after the fact. But I was amazed how quick this huge company, from a devastating flood, they had three feet of water in their building, from this devastating flood, were able to get back into business and keep things running. Uh, and that's that's purely because of, of preparation, uh, pragmatic preparation, making sure that uh, they, again, that when something does happen, mm. they know exactly what they're going to do. Right. And they might have to make some adjustments along the way, but they have a good idea of how they're going to handle that situation. Now, let's say uh, somebody's listening right now and they say, hey, you know what? I've never even really thought of all these things. What's the first step they should do? One of the first things that they should do is really to, is to take a hard look at different ways that they are susceptible to various risks mm. in their building. So if they know that uh, if they know that they've never really paid that much attention to uh, to making sure that the fire codes are followed, then maybe they want to have somebody take a look around and check for electrical hazards and make sure that exits are are kept open and things of that nature. Mm. They want to just make sure that that maybe they that they just send somebody to look around who has a good sense of of common sense and can look and 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 and, and say, oh, you know what. Here's something I see that that's an accident waiting to happen. Right. Well, you know what? Until it, before it happens, let's address it. Let's correct it uh, and make sure that we eliminate that that chance of someone becoming injured or, or possibly seriously killed, you know. Mm. So taking a good review of uh, what your situation is is so important. Absolutely. Now, one of the... Uh, one of the things that they can do, uh, obviously, that's what, that's what our company does. Um, but if they want to try it on their own, uh, you can go to uh, ready.gov mm. and ready.gov, you know, the, our, our country, you know, as uh, people have mixed thoughts of, of where we're at right now. However, our country wants um, businesses to succeed. They want the people to succeed. And one of the things that they've instituted in that ready.gov, they've tried to give people tools to, uh, to be prepared on the personal side for emergencies and disasters mm-hmm. and also on the business side. Right. And and so ready.gov has a lot of this information there. Yes, a lot right. of information. However, sometimes people find that a little overwhelming mm. or they're not quite sure. It's kind of like a um, if you needed an operation, w- would you ask a family member to, to do that operation <laughs> or, or would you go to the experts? Right, right. And so, you know, even though, yes, you can do it on your own, we really recommend um, going to an expert. And I'll, I'll give you a quick example. There, are, there's a, I, I mentioned emergency action plans. Sometimes emergency action plans don't coincide with the business continuity and disaster recovery plan. Mm. And what I'm saying is they absolutely should. Right, right, right. So uh, they can reach you. What is your website? It's uh, www.ultimateprotectiongroup.com. Okay, so ultimateprotectiongroup.com. And, of course, there'll be a link to that, uh, to not only to Craig's website, but to Craig on our website at tandemradio.com, where you can find out all types of information. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live, and uh, we're here every Saturday morning bringing you the good news on business with a goal to help you realize that God is... His Bible, his Bible, his letter to you, his holy word is filled with guidance and wisdom that can help you in your business every day. And we hope that you would use it in your business decisions, not only in your personal decisions, and uh, and and find the things that he wants you to find. Seek him out and uh, use those to your benefit because God wants you to be successful and prosper as well. I believe that. And um, uh, we bring you information and topics every week. Of course, our, our, our topic for this week is um, keep 
your business safe. And our guest, Craig Bierbaum, who's the president and owner of Ultimate Protection Group, is an expert in that area and certainly can guide you and direct you and hopefully has some uh, more great tips for us in the next segment. There's so much more to cover uh, here at Tandem Radio. Hope you're taking your notes because if you're a business owner, I hope you're taking this seriously. I've gotten some new thoughts that i got to deal with coming Monday morning when I get to work, uh, including checking out who has uh, who does CPR and who doesn't in my office. Um, and I'm going to have to check our staff here at the radio station as well, make sure everybody is CPR certified because you never know. Uh, but we'll talk more about that uh, after the break. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live on the Bridge FM radio stations. And also, hopefully some of you are tuned in live on the internet at tandemradio.com. I know you are because we get your emails. And we love to hear from you on Facebook as well. So uh, feel free to reach out on Facebook and send us your questions at info at tandemradio.com. That's I-N-F-O at tandemradio.com. We will be glad to get back to you, give you some advice, and uh, pray for you and pray for your business as well. We'll be back. Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. Again, this is your host, Glenn DeLakian. Just want to mention The Journal. If you haven't been reading The Journal, uh, it's a great magazine, and um, I happen to have a business column in there called Be- Business Matters, and I was just excited because I was blessed to be on the cover of The Journal this month, and uh, I'm also excited because they're doubling their distribution. Uh, they're actually expanding uh, the paper. If you want to have um, a link to uh, my monthly uh, Business Matters column, we'd be glad to send that to you at info at Tandem Radio. Just send us a request for that, and we'll send you that information. You can read that business column. It's full of advice each month. And the journal just has some great information in in general. So uh, we'd love to have you check out that magazine and read it faithfully every month. And uh, there's a lot of good information there as well. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. We're here every Saturday morning. I'm your host, Glenn DeLakian. And today we're talking to Craig Bierbaum, who's the president and owner of Ultimate Protection Group. And he's a certified EMT and a fire service instructor. And we're talking about keeping your business safe and safety in general. Craig, let's step back for a second. You've heard our scriptures today. They obviously tie right into what we're doing, and um, God always has a way of doing that. Let's talk about God in your life and a little bit about how has your faith impacted your business? I would have to say that that my faith has greatly impacted my business. Uh, It's been one of the driving forces in my life because uh, I kind of feel that um, everything, everything good comes from God, uh, I feel very blessed uh, to be where I am and have what I have in life, and I'm just thankful that I have the opportunity that God has given me uh, the the knowledge, the wisdom, and the ability to share 
my message about safety and security and things of that nature uh, with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that uh, sometimes they, they, you know, they say that the biggest one of the biggest fears in life are is public speaking, <laughs> you know, and which is true. Right. And I would feel more comfortable standing in front of a, a room full of people talking to them about how they can make their families safer, mm-hmm. safer, how they can keep their businesses safe. Uh, by giving them some knowledge and skills and, you know, whether whether it be doing a CPR class, a fire extinguisher training class, uh, whatever. It just makes me feel good knowing that I've, I'm now turning, you know, six, eight, ten people loose or more with the knowledge and skills of how to save another person's life if, if, mm-hmm. if I have to, if they have to. And I know that that, that gift has come from the Lord above. Amen. Amen. And I wanted to mention even you, you put something on your business card, a little frog. What does that stand for? <laughs> that, you know what? Uh, uh, when when sometimes when people look and they see the the little F R O G uh, on the card, uh, a lot of times people don't notice it. But when someone does and they ask me about it, I kind of chuckle um, because in in my life, uh, again taking God uh, so uh, critically um, to my heart, I know that everything that I've been able to do comes from God, mm. and, and the F R O G means fully relying on God. There you go. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to put it out there. <laughs> so Craig's got that in the corner of his business card. So next time, those of you who have his business card, make sure you look at that. But frog is right on there. Again, what does that stand for? It means fully relying on fully God. Fully relying on God. Good for you. Well, let's get back to our topic today. We're talking about um, safety, and I know you have some safety stats. Let's let's talk about CPR for a second, because I think that's so important. Um, you know, I'm sure the answer to the question is going to be yes. And one of the questions I'm thinking about is, should everybody take a CPR course? I know in my personal life, I've taken several. My wife's an EMT, uh, and I've had to use CPR several times in situations. And it's amazing how many, to me, how many people don't know CPR. I'll give you a quick example, and then I'm going to ask you to answer that question. Um, you know, I was at an airport with the, my wife and kids one time, and I'll never forget about 20 people behind me. There was a huge line to get on the plane. Somebody had collapsed, and um, I kind of looked and saw all this excitement going over there, and I walked over there, and there was like three people, four people all over this guy on the ground. He was having a little seizure. He had collapsed, and they were literally clueless one guy somebody was sticking a belt in his mouth somebody was like trying to shake him so all this stuff and i stepped up and like you said before somebody's got to take command sometime mm-hmm. and i said hey you know cpr you know cpr you an emt all the answers were no i said you call 911 you two get out of the way and i got down on my knees and put the guy in a position to do cpr and as i started to cpr he resuscitated very quickly and he came right back up actually mm-hmm. so we by the time the ambulance there he was actually sitting up and and i was able to walk away and catch my plane actually <laughs> and let them take over. But I'll never forget that because I, I walked away from there and the kids said to me, Daddy, what happened? What happened? You know? And I thought about it and I said, you know, those people, unfortunately, in their ignorance, trying to help the guy would have literally killed that guy because they had him non-breathing with his tongue, tongue falling back in his throat and had no idea what to do. They're thinking he's having a seizure. They're sticking stuff in his mouth. It's a shame, you know, that people are good-hearted. They want to do something, but if they're not prepared, they really can't. And sometimes they're worse than if they're better off by leaving the person alone. So my question goes back to you. Should everybody take a CPR course? No, no one needs to take a CPR course. Okay. No, I'm only <laughs> kidding, obviously. Uh, actually, obviously, we recommend that everybody know how to do CPR um, or at least to, and, and how to help someone who might be choking on something, too. Uh, one of the things that I have here, it says that, there's approximately 350,000 deaths each year from people experiencing sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, and uh, it says here, sudden cardiac arrest occurs on the average at about 60 years of age, but anyone over age 45 is at risk. Mm-hmm. And one of the more important issues, cardiovascular disease is the number one leading cause of death for age 65 and older, hmm. you know. So yes, it's very important. You know, uh, the brain uh, the brain needs oxygen to survive. Right. And when someone goes into cardiac arrest, uh, they stop breathing, and obviously they're not they're not getting any more oxygen into their body. Well, brain damage starts at about four to six minutes. Hmm. And when we talk about brain damage, we're talking about irreversible brain damage. Actually, how it kind of works is the longer that a person is dead. For each minute that they're dead, their chance of survival drops about 10%, mm. and you don't have a lot of time to react and respond and to start CPR and to get an AED on the person and use it. Right, AED. An AED is an automated external defibrillator. That's the heart defibrillator. That's uh, 
Uh, the machine, it's a small portable computerized device that you're seeing in many, many places now uh, in uh, airports and stadiums and malls uh, and little leagues, uh, uh, things of that nature, mm-hmm. because they're so simple and easy to use. They're virtually idiot-proof, and, right. and the prices come down greatly on them. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to clarify, if someone knows CPR and they don't have an AED, correct me if I'm wrong, they can actually keep the person viable with CPR until the uh, EMTs get there with that type of device? Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, and and I want to just point out the fact that even if uh, someone or a location doesn't have an AED uh, immediately available, uh, the most important thing to do when you have a person who is, well, technically dead, they're in cardiac arrest, uh, one of the things that we're teaching now in the newest version of CPR is hands-only CPR. Because mm. one of the points is there's many people, I'm sure, that no, nobody wants to put their mouth directly on theirs to do the breathing part. Um, or you don't have a barrier mask with you, you know, to give you protection. However, if someone's in cardiac arrest, we're teaching hands-only CPR. Mm. In other words, if you put position your hands on their chest reasonably close to the correct location and just start doing chest compressions, it's better than just standing around and, and doing singing kumbaya. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, you know, so the old clearing the airways, doing the pumping is what's critical. And then uh, if you can, uh, if you know the procedure, obviously doing CPR. Absolutely. Because people can certainly do CPR wrong, right, and cause more damage. Well, y- yes, but um, uh, we, we want to make sure that people know that as long as you're trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. you're protected by the Good Samaritan law. Okay, okay. Real quick, because we're running right up against time. Um, Heimlich maneuver, is that still viable and popular? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the Heimlich maneuver saves a lot of people's lives. And I'll tell you a funny story real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. I was at a, uh, I was at a, um, I believe it was a Chamber of Commerce golf outing. And after the after the golf the game of golf, we sat down to have dinner, and and I was at the table, and someone said to me, uh, "I think that guy over there is choking." And I looked over, and sure enough, you know, I, I mean, I've been in the business long enough; I could see that he was choking. Right. So I, I got up and walked over to him and and, and asked him, you know, are, "Are you choking? Can you breathe?" And he kind of gave me that, you know, kind of right. a thing, and so I knew that he was choking. I said, "Turn around." And I did the Heimlich on him. Um, it took a couple couple tries. Uh, you know, the, the food that was in his throat came out. Um, I asked if he was okay. He said yes. He sat down. You know, he was a bit um, overcome by the whole experience. Right. I walked back over to my table and finished my meal. Uh, incredible. And saved the life uh, right at the, the chamber meeting. So CPR, Heimlich maneuver, those things. The most important thing I think we can get across to people is you need to be ready for emergencies. And that comes in with training. That comes in with going to CPR courses or Heimlich maneuver understandings. And, of course, uh, seeking out and being being proactive uh, situational awareness. Craig, I want to thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, it flew again uh, because you were just filled with information. I think we're probably going to have to get you back in the future to give us even more safety tips. Thank you so much for having me today, Glenn. I greatly appreciate it. No problem. God bless you and much success in your business. Continued success, I should say, because I know you've been doing a great job out there. Again, you're listening to Tandem Radio Live here every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, We are the good news on business, and our goal is to direct you uh, in God's ways, in God's word uh, for your business, because as it said in the opening psalm, you guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. That's Psalm 73. 24. That was actually the basis of starting our show here. And uh, with the good news on business, we bring you different topics each week, like today, keep your business safe. Check out TandemRadio.com, because on TandemRadio.com, we have archive shows. You'll be able to watch this show in a few days. It'll be downloaded. And I also want to mention Ask Tandem. Our own Cooper Ford uh, does a show called Ask Tandem, which is on YouTube and out there. And uh, we have thousands of people viewing that, which I'm really excited about that, because it takes a fresh perspective, especially from a younger person's standpoint. So if you're a college student or have a college student, uh, or you've just graduated from school and you're out there in the business world and new, Ask Tandem can often help you with that. So come and watch those videos, spread the word, share them around. I want to thank our producer, Allie, for coming in today and, of course, putting it all together. All her legwork during the week makes the show possible. And, of course, Cooper's here in the studio helping us uh, today as well. And I want to wish you all great success in your businesses. And keep in mind, at info at tandemradio.com, we'll do our best to help you. Have a blessed weekend.